from 99.9 The Fan. This is The Drive with Tim Donnelly. Sponsored by Coach Pete at Capital Financial Advisory Group. Visit us at CapitalFinancialUSA.com. The ACC voted to invite Stanford, Cal, and SMU this morning. And I have a question for all of you that think it's a bad move. What else were they supposed to do? What else were they supposed to do? If, if this is such a bad idea, then go ahead and give me the good idea. I'm Tim Donnelly. Graham Hill sitting in for, for Dennis this afternoon. And and I just I don't get the backlash. I don't get it. I don't know if I'm uh, the only to say this, but good move by the ACC. I don't, I, I don't know what else they had at their disposal, but good move. Teams wanted to leave the conference, right? Florida State said it's not a matter of if, but how and when. Like, like they, they wanted to leave. Clemson and North Carolina, their no votes tell me they're close to wanting to leave. If teams want to leave, you have to do something. You can sit there and twiddle your thumbs and watch your conference disintegrate, or you can do something. Does it solve everything? No, let's not get crazy, right? It's a temporary partial solution, but it's closer to a solution than they were. You just wanted them to stand around and do nothing. That That's that's what I get from all this backlash. Just wanted them to stand there, palms to the sky, like, ah, what do you want me to do? Then I can do. They did something. And now they get, for for as long as as... Uh, Cal and Stanford are taking the 30% partial shares. They have $55 million a year. Now, that does not make you equal to to the SEC or the Big Ten, but it's $55 million a year. That's not a small amount of money. That's $55 million per year. Spend it wisely, and it helps. doesn't hurt. It helps. Yet still, a majority of the reaction is it's not good. All the travel, all the listen. It wasn't going to be perfect. If there was a perfect solution out there, they would have done it. And if there was a perfect solution out there, someone would have brought it up by now. I haven't heard it. If there's a perfect solution out there, all of you that think the ACC shouldn't have done this, I want to hear it. I'm, I'm all ears. I like perfect solutions. Send it to me. You can tweet it at me at Donnelly Sports. If it's perfect enough, I'll I'll read it here on air. Harry Douglas, ESPN, on uh, on if, is the expansion good for the ACC? I'm a Louisville alum, so I'm not going to say I'm the biggest fan of it because when you, you look at the travel and you look at football drives revenue for all these universities. Absolutely. And when you look at how you know Louisville is going to be going to Stanford to play or Cal or vice versa, do you really think that's going to be beneficial for the ACC? and these universities when it comes to the money side of things? No, I don't think so at all. I just don't see the win for the ACC. How is it not financially beneficial? You get more money until they get a full share. They don't get a full share until 10 years from now. Stanford and Cal will be bringing in from the from ESPN 
a full share so that they get pro pro rata pro rata whatever it's called the the espn will give a full share additionally to the espn or to, to the acc excuse me for stanford and cal and they will not take a full share for 10 years so over the next nine years the acc as a conference can spend at their discretion more money than they have right now what did you want them to do you want them to turn that down and then with, with, with their resources, with their time, with their effort, what were they going to do that's better than that? That's all I want to know. If anything, poor SMU to put in a Game of Thrones reference. It's almost like the ACC just came and raided their village, and SMU was like, take our wives, take our kids. Just don't hurt us. We'll, we'll come. We'll join. SMU's joining for free. Exactly. What's They're taking a college football playoff payout, and, and they're joining with no expectations to get media money. For nine seasons. Why wouldn't you take them? Right? Why wouldn't you? They're paying their own way. Why would you not? It, it's like when, when a, a, a recruit is willing to be a walk-on. <laughs> Why not? Right? What, what's it going to cost you? And, by the way, the ACC did it the right way. They bullied the heck out of Stanford, Cal, and SMU. They really did. They bullied them. Cal and Stanford are taking even more of a reduction than they originally planned. They offered, said, listen, we'll take a partial share. We don't want a full share. And then the ACC said, we need you to take less. And they said, fine. SMU originally was go- willing to go up to seven years of no media money. They got nine years of no media money. The ACC won those negotiations. They bullied these teams into more favorable uh, terms with their invitation to the ACC. If you have a better partial solution, I want to hear it. That's that's what I'm getting at. When, as soon as Florida State, and, and I'm sure there were others behind the scenes, hinted at wanting to leave the ACC, the ACC had to do something, or else you're just sitting there waiting for the end. Fight till the end. And I, again, I'm not saying that this solves everything. It does not. It does not even come close to solving everything. But at least it's it's something like it's an experimental treatment on the disease you have in the ACC. Is it going to work? We we don't know. Hasn't been tested. But is it better than just wallowing away until the conference dies? Because that's the other option. The other option is just going, well, Florida State wants out. Well, good thing we have this grant of rights. They can't leave for six years. Might as well put the clock on the wall just counting down six years until they leave. Now, does this make it so Florida State doesn't want to leave? Probably not. Does it make him closer? I would assume so. I would assume Florida State likes money. right? I assume since they said the reason they want to leave the ACC is because of money, that, that a little bit of money fixes a little bit of the problem. I mean, if you're $100 million in debt, $2 million isn't going to solve your problem, but you'd rather be $98 million in debt than two, or than $100 million in debt. I'm seeing the, the think pieces. Oh, the ACC's reactionary. You're darn right they're reactionary. Would I rather they have been proactive and expanded four years ago when they might have been able to bring in Texas, Oklahoma, USC, UCLA, Oregon, Washington? Yes, I would love, but you can't go back in time. So you got to look at the 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 horizon as it sits now. You have to play the field as it stays now. And and the best options out there were Stanford and Cal. SMU was willing to pay their own way. Why not? 
I would extend that to just about everybody. If you want to take none of our money, yeah, you're you're welcome, right? If UConn wants to take none of the ACC's money, let's go ahead and invite UConn. If Memphis wants to take none of the, the ACC's money, let's go ahead and invite Memphis. If you're willing to pay your own way for 10 years, I think that's that's worth considering. And 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 I go back to the original point. This is this is something. If you're going to say this something is bad, this something is a bad move from the ACC, then guess what? You better have a better move, right? Imagine like say say we'll use football as an example because all this is about football, right? Say an offensive coordinator makes a play call and the wide receivers coach goes, that's a terrible play call. We should not do that. Okay, well, what what play is better, right? Play clock is ticking. What do you want us to do? Don't just tell us this is a bad play call. Have a better play call or else we're going to run what I was originally picking because at least that's a play. At least there's something, right? Maybe it won't work against this defense. Maybe our quarterback will make a wild and crazy play which I guess would be the equivalent of like, you know, Stanford winning a national championship five years from now. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you, with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. You can't win all of the games if you don't win the first, so congrats to the NC State Wolfpack. A win is a win is a win is a win. Uh, As my college coach would say, after every single one, you celebrate every win. So celebrate. NC State won the game last night. Also left with a long list of things to fix. Now, it's better to leave with a long list of things to fix after a victory, so I get it. This is is not doomsday. The sky is not falling. I am not chicken little right now. But there are things we need to discuss if we're going to be honest about the Wolfpack. First, let's hear from who you just heard from, Dave Doran on the 24-14 Whenever UConn. Yeah, I'm proud of our guys. You know, road win, first of all. It's a good football team we played. They've gotten a lot better. He's done a nice job uh, with his program. I thought our players adjusted well uh, throughout the game. You know, they came out and did a nice job in their opening drive and uh, showed a bunch of new things that we didn't adjust well in that first drive. Offense did a great job responding. I thought throughout the game, anytime momentum went the other way, we took it back. And Julian Gray had a couple nice kickoff returns too, you know, to help us with momentum. Let's start with the defense. Defense, I thought was solid, right? Comes in with high expectations, needs to start better. That first drive was terrifying. And UConn's offense, as we saw as the game went on, is not much to write home about. So, so. 
that first drive, right, when UConn had their bread and butter, they had their scripted plays, they thought about it, they cruised down the field at a pretty alarming rate. They also had nothing to lose. I mean, you got to give UConn's offense credit for going for it on fourth down early in the game. That's just a testament to, again, you're playing against a team like NC State. That's a notable program in the ACC. Why not go out there and try to make a statement early on your first drive, which they were able to do by scoring a touchdown first? Exactly. I'll, I'll, I'll give them credit for being gutsy. But also, you know, as we saw later on in the game, uh, UConn gutsy shouldn't be able to to hang with NC State's defense. I think that highly of their defense. So just starting starting faster is what I'm looking at the defense. But I'm being nitpicky with the defense. The offense to me is is the place where the list of things to fix gets lengthy. They can't depend on Brennan Armstrong to run as much as he did in in last night's game. 19 carries for Brennan Armstrong, 19, 96 yards and two touchdowns is nice, but 19 carries is not nice. And a lot of hits taken and a lot were called pass plays that he had to scramble and take off. It it, it was after last year for NC State where you went through seemingly every quarterback on your roster. That had to be a moment where you're looking around going, oh, we might be in for it again this year, huh? Because Brennan Armstrong keeps standing up after taking these hits, which is good for a night, but I don't know if that's good for a season. Here's Dave Doran on what it says about Brennan Armstrong's resiliency to keep standing up. He likes contact. I mean, <laughs> one time he got hit, he was like, where's that guy? I'm going to go run him over. You know, like the guy's just a linebacker playing quarterback. You love that about him. And so yeah, he's a tough dude. And, and our kids will feed off of that, uh, having that kind of guy back there. Great. Now you know it's that kind of guy back there. Don't make him prove it every week. I, I, the, the offensive line was pushed around at times, both in the run game, which did kind of get going for, for a little bit. It was very much a running back by committee. But in the pass game, it felt like they were getting pushed around by UConn's defensive front, particularly in that pass protection and and I, I have to let you know, UConn's defensive front, although improved, is not going to be the most daunting you face. Now, last night, do what you have to do to win the game, right? Brennan Armstrong ending with 19 carries was was a bit of, of a break glass in case of emergency, right? The game was too close. When it was 10-7, you know, minutes, if, if not almost halfway into the third quarter, yeah, if you have to tell Brennan Armstrong, if you see green grass, go get it, go run somebody over, Get the win. Do what you have to do to get the win. You can't protect anybody in a game that was that important to win. But that can't be the passing game moving forward. The passing game can't be, we'll call a pass play that we hope is open, and if it's not, oh, well, Brennan will tuck it and run. That, that You can't lean on that. That's a crutch that you don't want to use. And, and then – in the second half, right, he throws a simple hitch. There's some kind of miscommunication in the defense, and, and the guy is wide open, and it slips right through the guy's hands, meaning the receivers. And Brandon Armstrong's walking off frustrated, and I get it. I get it. The frustration makes sense. He's out there laying his body on the line. He finally has an open receiver that he can throw to in rhythm, and it, and it goes right through the old, the old paws. That's not going to be okay. The passing game has to get better. Has to. And if that means, uh, you know, singling in, I thought Concepcion made some plays after the uh, the catch. Uh, Rosner on the crossing route made a nice catch, kind of tiptoed up the sideline. If it means focusing in on a few, focus in on a few. But what I know is 
That passing game is not going to scare anybody unless it gets a lot better. And and that offensive line needs to protect Brennan Armstrong to the point where he doesn't get happy feet or else he's going to take a lot of hits. 19 carries is too many. Two things that kind of concerned me with NC State's offense, one being the thing that I talked about in the preseason, they need more tight ends involved. I didn't really mm. see a lot of tight ends get involved last night in any pass play. And then – with the run game, I don't know how you felt about the third and short situation, but for a lot of state fans that remember Greenville last year, some of the same old stuff, third and short, fourth and one, just a run right up the middle. Not a lot of creativity on those third down, fourth down situations. See, see, I'm I'm love-hate with it. Like, if, it, if it's third and one, third and two, and you call a run up the middle, everybody screams about, oh, that's so predictable. Oh, why would you do that? Where's the creativity? I've, for a long time, like, you should be able to get two yards without creativity. You know what I mean? It, you should be able to take your running back and say, go north-south and tell your offensive line, we need two yards of push. It, it to, I feel you, right, because I, I, obviously we all saw it on social media. I, I, I feel you when you complain about a run up the middle on short yardage, but I also want to look at the players and say, oh, you had to be – you need creative play calling to get a yard and a half? I'd like as a former quarterback, you call a dive, you call a power on third and one and a half. I mean, I'm I'm doing the thing where where I ignore the offensive line so everybody doesn't know, right? Because if you start tapping your offensive line on the head in the huddle, going like, "Come on, guys, a yard and a half," then the defense knows what's coming. But uh, like metaphorically, I'm I'm tapping them on the helmets and saying, "Guys, blow blow the defense off the ball, right? Knock them back. We'll get a first down." If, if that doesn't happen, you look at the play caller, you go, what the heck? I look at the line. I look at the running backs and say, what the heck? Can't get a yard and a half. Can't get two yards when, when you're running up the middle. So, again, it comes back to the offensive line. It comes back to, to the concerns I had, which is uh, your offense should be able to execute in a way that doesn't put everything on Brendan Armstrong, especially in those situations. Don't make him run. Don't make him have to, to be creative and, and arts and craftsy on third and fourth and short. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.